everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Chipman Brothers Tangent Podcast. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Bob. And before I get into um, us chatting uh, for the first time on this show in four months, of which I am really sorry. Thank you guys for sticking around. Um, It's been hard out there, as you know, for everybody. And, you know, getting together and just talking for fun sometimes doesn't seem so fun. Um, so we're, we're trying our best today and hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys, uh, enjoy coming along on the ride for us, uh, with us. So, um, before I get into that, thank you to my $15 or more a month patrons for sticking around. You are Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell, Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price, collaborating online, Alex Shaw, Seth Comfort, Seth Decker, Andrew Krause, Little Nikki, Robert V. Aldrich, Aaron Moriarty, Carolyn Thompson, Scott Arcuri, and Shaw Hansen Gusted. Thank you all so much. This show, like a lot of my shows, um, is brought to you by the last Blockbuster documentary um, that just released today, uh, December 15th, when we're recording. You can hear hear many 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 different pieces of content over on the Talkbuster podcast all revolving around um that movie um taylor morden sandy harding ryan harding zeke cam um everybody involved in that movie and all the actors and everyone did such a great job and uh you know bob and i both worked at blockbuster back in the day so the movie has a special uh, resonance with us as well and with that bob how the hell are you after four months has it been four months? It's been four months since we last did one of these. I couldn't believe it either until I looked. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess it has. It has been four months. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I am as I've been. I think. Uh, I, I I think that's. Uh, yeah, yeah. We are as we've been. Yeah, um, in, like what, in good what, news. What is, the pa- good, what's the what is the passage of time? Of time? Yeah. Um, I can say that since we last recorded, a lot has happened, even though it doesn't seem like much time has passed because all we can really gauge time on now are these big cultural events. But in August, we still had a fascist dictator as a president, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, and he's, he's still there. I, I know, but you know, um, we've, we've, we've now, um, he's lost he's lost the presidential race what the for the 87th time since losing it in november is that the number we're up to now well i know he he lost once he (laughs) lost once he lost he lost once and we we really need to stop treating this like uh like a joke and i understand that we're that we're making a funny joke and you know unlike everyone else that's been on television uh, or the or podcasts or whatnot, you know, we have not had the opportunity to make this joke every single day uh, that they've been making these uh, legal challenges here. But uh, this isn't actually funny. Not at all. Uh, no. Well, no. It's... I mean, and I mean, like conceptually, it should be funny because uh, you know, like this is a manifested as politics version of the fact that Donald Trump is an impotent, ignorant old man who can't get an erection. Uh, and, uh, like, literally and figuratively, he can't get it up. And this is a uh, a, a way of, of expressing that. But the problem with this is that, we've, is that every minute that this goes on, that 
people are that this is not being smashed down by basically everyone like the 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 minute he did not immediately get on tv and say well that was a vote and i concede which everyone knew he wasn't going to do because right. he he's a baby and doesn't understand this shit the minute he didn't do it and it started on this court challenge thing and immediately said well reality's in front of my face and even though there's no earthly evidence that there's something wrong i'm just going to say because i didn't win that self-evidently means there must be something wrong and therefore i'm going to make a legal challenge until something manifests that can make it look like what i want to which is like the way we do bullshit celebrity justice you know, yep. where I feel like I'm in the right, and because I have enough money to keep bringing nuisance lawsuits, I'm eventually going to do something until something comes out. Like, you know, we do, like, regular court, civil court, trial court, traffic court, until something comes out that makes me feel like I'm right, which is and the way... The fans, and then the fans can grab onto it and run right, with it. Right, right, yeah. which, is, which is the way that he has solved every other problem that he's had in his legal life. Uh, and it can't work for this. The problem is, as with every other dumb thing Donald Trump has done as president, the next version of him will not be a moron who's right. only, who is only in this to better his brand so that he can sell Trump stakes in a couple months. And yep. what is going wrong with this now is is that the the rest of the GOP and the Republicans, and, and basically, even forget them, every other type of negative politician, any person with ill political intent in the United States can now look at this and either in deliberate collusion with Donald Trump doing this or just looking at this and saying, well, this will be useful later, can look at this and now say, well, now there is a sizable portion of the country that is now complete, that was either already normalized, in my opinion, this is th that people were already ready for this and they were just waiting for someone to tell them it was okay, or, right. or are now fully uh, acclimated to this are now completely on board with the idea that the election, which is all, which is already a two-year production, is uh, a two-year-ahead-of-time campaign, that the election is now just the step one thing in, if it doesn't go your way, we now begin a months-long series of lawsuits and litigation until it can possibly be overturned and then maybe the the person who won won and that's now going to be considered something that's kind of normal because there's precedent and and it worked out for this and and this guy did it right exactly and and now this is normal so now the next time there's one and it's not a crushing defeat like uh, like Donald Trump suffered here and it's not like this obvious thing, and the guy is not a fucking idiot, is the next time something like this is there, someone is going to uh, hop on to one of these and uh, just keep suing until they win, 
and people are no longer going to be, to look at this and say, "Hey, asshole, you lost. Get out of the way." They're going to say, "Hey, guy." They're going to say, "Well, you know, this. I guess this is how we do things here now." And right. it's, and it's going to keep up this way until, um, basically, until we get rid of the electoral college, and we and and we just get down to the point of make this of of you know look we've we've done it you know it's it's just simple math now we have x amount of people in the country this many more of them voted for this guy and that's the end of it which is just really how it should be because everything else just leaves too much up to everyone's imagination or interpretation we are right. not we we are not a smart people we can well, and we and we we've given we've given ourselves too much leeway yeah. Um, you know, it, it 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 boils over into what's going on with this stupid pandemic, you yeah. know, where you just can't, anyone that tries to make a statement that we should have a nationwide lockdown or we should have a nationwide rule is met with the immediate, you're a communist, you're a socialist, yada, 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 because apparently rules <laughs> make you all of a sudden bad. So each bumfuck county in each state gets to decide how they're going to freaking handle it. And that's why we're not doing like what Australia is doing. I just talked talk to a guy from Australia on the Talkbuster show last week. They haven't had a case in 40 days. Their, yeah. big, their big outbreak was 500 people. They just had a 53,000 person live soccer event with people in the stands and no one got sick. Like, right, yeah. this is insane. Yeah. I mean, can, can you imagine, I mean, just, just for anything else. And I mean, and I, and I don't try to run down my own, because I'm always like, oh my God, I, I hate being an American. So, but like we, no, no, it's we, just, we, re we really do have a problem with anything super, super more complicated than like, you know, up or down you know, most or, or least, you know, right around, because we are super literal about that. And our, can you imagine if we tried to do things like, remember when, when like all of this, like Brexit stuff happening right now and oh you, look at the, and you look at the way that, uh, uh, and, and Brexit is a very America like phenomenon for, for, uh, for, right. for be dealing with, but like when you look at like the way their their parliamentary elections happen where like England has like they have the royal family who are sort of in charge but they're sort of but they're basically like a, a family of mascots that they like they're they're in charge but they're not in charge and they keep them around as a tourist attraction exactly so, like we now we have that as well but we don't pretend that the country is actually ruled from Walt Disney World. <laughs> oh my god! Like I mean, like I never actually thought of that. No, oh I, shit! You know, it's it's. I mean, it is the same thing. Like we don't. Uh, you know, it's like that's thank basically. You, thank you, Mel Gibson. No, <laughs> no. It, it really is. Like we. We have this, like, when you look at, like, the royals, they don't get to make actual, uh, they don't get to make actual decisions about policy. They don't actually run the country. They are a, uh, a, a group of uh, people who 
you like their family a long time ago used to be in charge of the country and now they are basically paid to continue occupying the castle and being called king and queen and when they get a new prime minister they have to kind of pretend like they have to get his permission but not really and it's this whole bit of business and really it's just mascots and it's as though the only equivalent we'd have would be if at a certain point Mickey Mouse had actually ruled the United States and the remnant of that was the Walt Disney World because the only reason the royals are still there is because people come to the United Kingdom and they expect to see the castles and the pageantry and the guys in the beaver hat the the what the what are the the beef eaters Yes, that's it's, the, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny in New England. So, so there's, you know, for, for people who do don't live in America and for people, God, who don't live in our tiny little neck of the woods of America here in New England, we have a bit of that with the Kennedy family. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. And but like they still have to run for things. Right. And but it's, it's and that, it's that one of them loses like. Like people like admire and worship like they're still in charge yeah. and like visit, like you said, how, what other family? I mean, you know, you have Elvis and John Lennon, you know, things like this, but what other family has like a remnant of a place where people go in like, like, you know, people go to the Kennedy compound, like they're going to the white house, you know, it's nutty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're recording, right? Yeah, why? Oh, good. just making sure because I didn't, I, I didn't um, record any stuff. I, I didn't like turn. You're, you're using the recorder thing. Yes, I am. I'm looking okay. at it right now. Oh, good. Yeah, because I guys, I technology. We're doing it live. Fuck it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. No. Well, no. So. 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 Yeah. Um. You're right. It, it's the yeah. Britain's weird. So. So Brexit. Yeah. W- would we? I mean, we kind of. Tr- it, it's a shared landmass thing, right? You know, even though they're they're a little island. It is harder to, you know, secede from a group of people and be different when you're a shared landmass. But, you know, we had a war about that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And now they're trying to do it again. Um, yeah. yeah, it's quite it's it's uh, it's quite a quite a, a thing. No, I, I mean, sorry, sorry to tangent there. What I was saying was like, we could never handle the British thing where they have a parliament and not only do they sometimes vote on the parliament when their election is over, if it's close, but like not a blowout just because the guy won or the woman won doesn't necessarily mean that their party's in charge because then the winner has to then slip in and try to form some other sort of government with one of the multiple, like, different parties that can be, like, you know, mushed together and put down, yep. and it can go on for months, months. Like, we would have no patience for that. We would have no patience for trying to understand that, trying to understand who's well, in charge. It requires we, compromise. Yeah, no, look at, look, yeah, no, yeah, it's, well, not only compromise, we, we would just have no patience for, like, the working out of stuff. Because, like, our version of compromise is that, like, one party is going to get, like, most of what it wants, and the other one is going to say, okay, fine, we'll try again next time, and, like, one of their guys becomes the bad guy and is, like, a traitor or something. You know, like, right. this this thing where, like, you know, they're going to, like, work across hands, and then one of them are going to come across and go, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, that's, that's not going to happen. 
you know, like that's that's not what we're going to to do. It's uh, it's 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 a it's a shit it's a shit show, you know. Like uh, we're like we're we're trying to do this this whole thing right now in Georgia. You know, we're like the you oh, know the runoff election. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like whether whether or not Joe Biden gets to do everything or nothing for uh, for for his uh, first two years as uh, as as president is uh, is contingent on whether or not two people you know win the second version of a close election in Georgia. And uh, and then it it would be decided by one fifty fifty vote, uh, you know the assumption of which is that every party will automatically vote up or down, yes or no, on every single uh, thing that their party wants to do, which will still end w- with like one Republican or one Democrat going up or down on on the whatever. It's all just uh, stuff. This is not what the podcast is about. So. No, but, no, no, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so. what's happening and it's what's been going on since we talked last. So yeah, yeah. you know, so, sorry for, for peeking into the void back yeah. to, back Black to Widow still isn't out yet. So yeah, uh, I was about to say, no, back into things in the geek world that suck. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, the, we, we haven't had so, sorry world. Uh, when you look back on this part of history in, uh, in our popular culture, we, we had a year without, uh, Wow, maybe this is maybe this is why uh, this is why everything got got this bad. Is you know we we had like one fucking year where people couldn't follow the continuity in Marvel movies, and everyone had to pay attention, <laughs> like, like pay attention to politics, and everyone like and everything went completely to shit. Like one year where we couldn't fight about whether like the the DC movies sucked more. And we almost killed, and 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 we almost had a civ- an actual civil war. Bob, it's okay because Batman is going to get to say fuck, <laughs> so everything's fine now. Oh God! Oh, oh, you know, I'm I am trying so hard. I really am, Chris. You know, no. This. Can we? Can we? No, no. We we are both trying hard. I've actually been oddly on the eh, let him get his movie out there and we'll see what it looks like. You yeah. know what I mean? Because have you watched Justice? League? Did you watch Justice League? Oh yet? yeah, no, I did. It sucks. Yeah, it's not very good, but it's like it's not good in in a very kind of dull way. Yeah, it's not good in the way that people complain Iron Man 2 and Thor The Dark World are not good, which I still think those movies are light years beyond this one. But yeah. it's not good in that way where it's just kind of there. And yeah, I uh, I love I love little bits in it. There's really excellent things in the yeah. movie that happen, which I can't really say about Batman versus Superman. Um so I can see that there was an intention to make something interesting there, but I, yeah, it, it I just didn't, I, I can't see, I, I, I really hope, cause I, I like Zack Snyder. I, and we've, yeah. we've done this before. I mean, when we talked last, the, um, the, the Snyder cut stuff was first coming out, you know, like the previews and everything. And the, I think the, that it was going to be on HBO max was a new thing, yeah. you know, and all of that. But, um, you know, it just, it's like they're doubling down on we're spending, you know, $70 million to like, like dark side doesn't look good. And the new version of, um, of Steppenwolf looks really bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. This would have been like, um, and again, someone spent a lot of money rendering them. 
Yeah, it's, it has I, like a Todd McFarlane thing to it, where it's like, it oh, does. just double down and make it beefier, you know. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing I'm I'm trying very hard to to get to to give Zack Snyder a chance on this because on top of uh, apart from everything else, I like I I like Zack Snyder when he is kind of doing his own thing, and yeah. I think he has interesting ideas. My problem consistently with he like well I won't say consistently because he does have his own ideas like things that are his own ideas are all over uh, Batman versus Superman and they're all bad yes uh, which is which is one thing but at least they are like Batman v Superman is bad but at least it is bad in sort of an interesting way. Yeah. Oh, it, it's you know, like, it, it has it has a visual style. I'm trying, not fond of it, trying, but it has yeah. one. <laughs> but there is a uh, the thing about everything so far that I've seen of this Justice League. We went when of all of the stuff about. I'm I'm very for in theory the idea, and I'm still even even not just in theory in practice. If he said, "Look, I was the director of this movie." This is stuff that I wanted to put into it. Uh, this was my cut of the movie, and the studio said, "No, you can't have it." Uh, oh, Disney Plus just announced that uh, Dinosaurs is coming to Disney Plus, not the like a reboot, just the the original episode. So that's good. Oh, great! Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, look at uh, that it, it, coming to us live. Something yeah. something really uplifting. How about um, the? The thing that that is sort of bugging me about uh, about this so far is I'm for the idea of just across the board. I directed this. The studio said I couldn't put this in, and rather than you know releasing something that I didn't want, we parted ways, whatever. And now I'm getting a chance to put my, to put my version back out there. Like what, whatever the case may be, I don't care. I don't care if it was like political stuff. I don't care if I don't like this version more than I didn't like the last one. I want to see what it is. I want to see. Me too. Yeah, whatever it is, I want to see it. I'm interested, and I think that it is like just across the board a good thing that I, I think normalizing this good idea. That having been said, so far it doesn't seem like there's anything in there that is it seems like all of the stuff that is they made me take this out or whatnot are just things that you would say no to that are just like basic studio note we're trying to get a pg-13 we're trying right. to make this more like marketable or like uh you know, like the the marketing or like the action figure guys had some notes stuff. Which it sounds is, to me, it sounds to me like even though there were tragedies <laughs> and awful things that happened to the guy, and you know, it sounds to me like they just rogue oneed it, and we should just let it be. Yeah, Do you it, know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sound like the. I feel like a lot of people are anticipating a uh, a significantly different movie. And I feel like he has been, and look, he's got to get paid. I get it. And I feel like he kind of treats it like, you know, my vision was compromised on something. And 
it doesn't speak to a great instinct in a lot of his work that he has a tendency to act as to to present as someone who acts as though being told by the studio that you can't use the f word is the same thing as a serious artistic compromise it's not it's a compromise it's a compromise i would prefer that it not be but like it's not the same thing as uh like i just i just did a uh a a whole episode of really that good that just came out today that's been way too long in the making because i was going to congratulate you for that That, that's wonderful i listened to it earlier oh thanks um we can For people about- that think, you know, we just have all the time in the world and <laughs> everything you do, I'm privy to and everything I do, you're privy. No, <laughs> I, I just listened to it and it is great. Oh, thank you. Well, um, that I, I just did the, uh, the one about Adam Sandler. And one of the things that gets mentioned and they're not as a huge part of it because it's a tangential aspect of it is that uh, his first movie, Billy Madison, was directed by uh, uh, Tamara Davis, who uh, yep. was uh, a, a female director who made a bunch of early nineties movies that for some reason, you know, just kind of get left out. Um, she was, I feel like people now may know her more as she's a, a, a music video director and she has a cooking thing on YouTube and she had a cooking uh, book and, uh, she has done a lot of documentary and TV work. Um, she was the wife of, uh, Mike D from the BC boys for yep. a very long time. Um, and, uh, but she directed in the early nineties, she directed, uh, Gun Crazy, Billy Madison, Half Baked, C and CB4. Yep. So like Billy Madison and Half Baked, for some reason, are left off of the list of like cl- of like you know classic movies with women with women directors, which seems like an oversight. I feel like a lot of people would go like, "Wait, fuck, really?" I mean that they're they're total time and place movies. They are. Yeah. That, yeah. A- and we might we might look back at a little of it like the same way we look at things like Ace Ventura Pet Detective where we're like, ooh, shit. That, but they were fucking hilarious. They are. The awesome. yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, like Half-Baked is, whether or not Half-Baked is actually a, a good film that holds up or not, Half-Baked was a generational classic. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, like, I, I feel like the, like the weed comedy was sort of over until Half-Baked came out, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. They yeah. there were weed comedies that had characters from weed comedies in them, but like, remember, Half Baked came out around the time where the weed comedy kind of became, and I the way people look back on him now changes this insight. But the weed yeah. comedy kind of elevated into like the Kevin Smith thing, where sure, you know, ever, yeah, or or like a Richard Linklater, you know, some of his movies. But it's like they were more of like a, as weird as this sounds, a high concept thing. Right. Well, like there were, there were stoners. Yeah, no, Half Baked was just flat out like a comedy about being a stoner, not a comedy with stoners in it. There were there were stoners in movies, but there were not like stoner movies. Uh, Like Half Baked was so that was a big deal. But again, tangential. Anyway, Tamara Davis before doing uh, those movies, she was uh, she she was on a movie called Bad Girls with uh, Drew Barrymore. It was a western. Uh This was supposed to, you know, Madeline Stowe was in this and she was uh, kicked off of that movie by the studio because, and this was supposed to be a big deal because she had done Gun Crazy with Drew Barrymore and this was Drew Barrymore, Madeline Stowe, a few other actresses. Um, People 
don't remember this movie really because it came out and bombed, but she was on that movie and the studio basically got the, uh, the, the, the footage that was coming back, uh, back and realized that she was making a movie that was very feminist. I think one of the characters was a lesbian and the studio said, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. We, 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 we hired you to make a Western with pretty girls and that was all. And, uh, and she said, well, that's not that, I mean, we're doing that, but it's also this. And, uh, they said, nope, you're out. And they gave it to another per, uh, another director who's a guy. And that was that. And, uh, and so that, I mean, it didn't end her career, but like, that was a, like, that is a serious artistic compromise being yep. told, uh, you know, Hey, I'm making, you know, a, a you know, an, a darker movie. And in my movie, Batman says, fuck for some reason. And then they say, no, you know, we're trying to get a PG 13 Batman can't say like, it's not, it's not the same thing. I, so, I just, I it, feel like, I feel like all of this would be more palatable if there was just some real transparency about it. And, and what I mean is no one's transparent in Hollywood. You know, I just mean like the, the acceptable kind of, of transparency, right? Like, you know, right, yeah. when, 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 when Disney hires a person to make a star Wars movie, we get excited when it's a, a new, a new visionary. Like when Orion Johnson gets exactly. hired, when a Taika Waititi exactly. gets hired, we get excited because a person that, is just like a studio filmmaker, a journeyman filmmaker, isn't going to push at all. They're yeah. just going to do exactly what this company wants. Now you get things like the Rogue One or the Solo where it's like, okay, maybe they pushed a little too hard or a little bit too off base and you got to rein it in. There's that too. But those are all artistic differences. But I never, even though I know I'm being fed a line of bullshit and there's like, payoffs and this guy still has to make money so you know ryan johnson can still run around on freaking twitter and lace into people that shit on him about the star wars movie he made yeah. you know well, yeah well um, we don't know what happened with like no no but, but Rogue one really does sound like there was an effed up situation behind the scenes. yes i think the yes. final movie came out pretty good so I do i do I, I would like to find out what, what went down there with, with Gareth Evans. And I, I would uh, really but, like to know what, uh, like as much as I basically enjoyed uh, what was, what they were able to knock together out of what was left of solo. I really do wish I could see what Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller had. Me too. Had but the difference is, is there's no, like we don't have entire fan backing conspiracy yeah. theory websites about this stuff. Right. And those directors moved on yeah. and did other things. Um, you know, e e you know, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are not career ending. I mean, they produced into the spider verse at that yeah. same time, you know, yeah. they're going to be just fine. Um, you know, Gareth Evans, I'm hoping he's got something big coming up because I still think the guy with a really good script can make something awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, Ron Howard, you know, hillbilly elegy aside is going to be just fine, you know, um, but there's something about this Zack Snyder thing that like, it's as if the fans created a mythos about what was going on and maybe there's truth to it. You know, maybe all of these other things, there's truth to these conspiracies too, but the guy had an actual real life changing yeah. Um, yeah. issue that he went through. People are going to get behind you just because you seem like a genuinely like good guy who wants to make movies. Yeah, yeah, you had a couple of missteps in my eyes, but to come out as like the caricature of this mythos that was created around you and backing 
all of this negativity and stuff that came about from it. Yeah, it might make this little blip in the radar um, a huge thing for HBO Max and his fans are going to love him even more and this, that, the other thing. But it's close to becoming a villain in a story where you could easily be the hero. Well, you know, it is a little, it is, it is a little more complicated. And I do think, I mean, it's, it's difficult because we still don't know fully what went down in there because like, I, I mean, I, I have nothing but contempt for the, uh, for the way that the, a lot of the, the fan base behaved on, uh, on, on the, the, you know, the, the release, the Snyder thing, because they went after, like film critics and went after right, people right. And, and because they went after people who were just reporting on stuff and this thing where, you know, like the, the idea that this has to be an imaginary war between like, Oh, this is because, uh, you know, where, where this became the, like the, the transitive property in people's imaginations where, Yes, it is very likely that what happened, like the the logical thought progression of Batman v Superman did not did not work, and part of the reason that it didn't work was that it was too dark. And Warner Brothers looked at that and said, "Okay, trying to go the opposite direction from the Marvel movies didn't work. Therefore, our mandate will be try to do exactly like that." And part of that was, okay, move Zack Snyder out of this, hire Joss Whedon to make the Justice League movie into basically the Avengers and try to, you know, okay, like, it makes sense that that was probably some of the thinking. The of trans- course. The transitive property in some people's imagination between that being possibly what happened, unfair to Zack Snyder, not a good idea not not the not the right way to go and that ballooning up into this is also part of Disney taking over the world and Disney, that's what I'm and yeah. Disney is run by politically correct people and feminists rule Disney and they're part of the global global homo Jew conspiracy to to feminize us and put soy in our and all of that stuff that got kind of stirred into um, not like necessarily the front facing part of it, but kind of like once it's like adjacent to, it's kind of like, you know, fed into the, the DNA of the whole, you can't run an internet angry boy thing without getting a little bit of Gamergate in there. You just can't. Of like course. That, like that whole thing is like, that whole thing is poisonous. It's, it's like, no matter what you do, no, no matter how it's like trying to do anything on the political right wing in a side of, of, of the United States, you just, okay, you're going to get Republican stink on you. You just, I don't care how it's, it's like people who are like, and God bless them. People who are, are trying to say, it's like, no, 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 we're not Republicans. We're small government libertarians. And it's like, I hear you. And maybe at some point that was compelling, but that, but that whole project is dead now, probably until for the next like 60 or 70 years. And yeah, and and, and it's, it's not, and it's not all 
great that that's the case either, yeah. but it's, no, and it's, it's it not, sucks. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's like, sorry, but, uh, that, that whole thing is, you know, it's, that's done. That's done. You know, it's, uh, it's got, well, yeah, it's just, it's, I, I feel smeared on it. And I, I wish <sighs> that, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm sorry to keep tangenting, but like, I know it's, no, the, no, that's what it's called, dude. It's the theme of thing that I'm, I'm trying to stay at least a little bit on track. And I wish that of all of the stuff that it had, had, had swirled around Zack Snyder on this, I, I really wish that at some point it had seemed like there was something there for that. There was some more interesting movie underneath this that had gotten lost in the translation at Warner brothers. And it really does. And it does. And it really does kind of seem like, no, it was the same movie. It was just more violent and had different designs and links to a bunch of like continuity stuff that he was going to do in other movies that doesn't really sound that interesting. And it's like, fine. Okay. But and, again, if, if people really enjoy that, like there what? are definitely people that unironically don't just do it to piss people that don't like it off, like Batman versus Superman. Cool. Awesome. So if you're getting, if you're getting the movie you want, that's great. It's just, I feel like, I feel like that wasn't even the movie he was making at the time. Yeah, like, it, yeah, he's he's making something else now. This is, I mean, and yeah, and that's to me that that's where I say the the transparency thing is. We're never going to get it fully, but like, yeah, I really wish the narrative he latched on to wasn't this narrative that the the darker side of the people behind him were were pushing, because yeah. the narrative of just hey, I went through some shit. My movie had to get made by somebody else, regardless of what happened. I'm getting another crack at it. And so here's another movie. Enjoy. Yeah. Is is perfectly fine and acceptable. Go for it. You know what yeah. I mean? It, that That's great. This, oh, my vision was squashed and it's for adults, unlike those other movies. And Batman's going to yeah. say, fuck. And, you know, Warner Brothers is a company for the directors and the auteurs. Yeah, so who just that. took all who just took all of your products and sold them to AT and T? Way to go! You, you know, um, it, it's just it's really sad because you end up having people like again, w- people that I actually like are have betrayed you know uh, like the, the trust this year. Like Chris Nolan, when I in in the year two thousand when I was a budding you know blockbuster employee slash you know, getting into dramatic film, films that weren't just, you know, big budget spectaculars, you know, yeah. I became a really big fan of Chris Nolan as a lot of us did. That was the cool director to like at the time. And I still really like him. I feel this whole bullshit with Tenet, even though I feel he's on the right side of it now, shitting on Warner brothers for what they did was completely asinine. Yeah. And, and, it's a hard world when you have to realize that people have faults and that guy with all of his money sitting up there, you know, pretending like, you know, sending you to the cinema to die for his new movie was, you know, his right to say, and you needed to be there. It's all, it was all so shitty, but at the same time, it doesn't make him wrong now that he's pissed off at Warner brothers. And this is the same thing with Zack Snyder. It's like, 
as a director, as an artist, I don't care if I don't like what you made. If you genuinely want to make this other movie, great. I'm glad you're getting a chance, but stop selling me this bullshit narrative about why you're doing it. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's all PR. And I think, you know, something that you had touched on earlier is that there's people have a, like a good a good guy, bad guy narrative on this. We still don't know the full story of what went down on that whole thing because then the movie they made, you know, they had like one of their actors, you know, like sued the studio over like right. bad working conditions, you know. Uh, you know, Joss Whedon is now persona non grata in, in the industry. And this is from, you know, multiple women. This is from Ray Fisher, who uh, I guess the, the there's been a settlement on that internally in the studio. We don't know what uh, fully went down there. But like Jeff right. Jones and a few other people are no longer uh, in charge of what's going forward on uh, the, the DC movies. So, you know, no one knows. So this, I mean, the... Eventually, someone is, is uh, or maybe not, now maybe this is no longer a thing that we ever find out what happens in these kind of situations, but like the the very long meta story of Warner Brothers deciding, you know, at some point after the Avengers came out that they really needed to pivot hard into some kind of universe and their first decision being, okay, Zack Snyder will decide the next decade and a half of our programming, and then somehow deciding that what he was handing them on Batman v Superman was a billion-dollar movie, releasing... Yeah, I, rem I remember living through that. Oh, my yeah, God. Re releasing Batman v Superman and getting immediate reactions from critics and audiences that were the complete opposite of what they thought they were going to get, and then panicking as, like, the world ended around them. And we're still living, like, arguably this whole thing of, you know, now dumping everything onto HBO Max. I think, like, we're still living in, like, this slow-motion apocalypse of Warner Brothers. Like, you know, I picture, like, someone moving in regular speed trying to like you know put together slow motion pieces of falling studio around them as this right. all goes back together right. where they've got this situation of okay we're going to put everything onto HBO Max just just do it just do it just pull just pull the giant lever and everything dumps out and then we find out like they didn't talk to any of the directors well, of the and movie. that's and that's the important part that I wanted to touch on because yeah. I feel like I feel like people it's it's really, really hard to have feelings about this kind of stuff right now because people are, want, like you said, it's America. And most of the horrible world that is filmed Twitter is driven by the American mentality of up, down, left, right, black, white. There's no gray area on this stuff. As a person who cherishes the film experience, just as a consumer, I'll use yeah. that terrible word, just as a consumer, as someone that loves movies. It one of the most heartbreaking things at the beginning of this pandemic before everybody started fucking dying, you know, was shit. I'm not going to get to go to a movie for a long time. Birds of Prey was the last movie I saw. I loved it. And I was like, OK, maybe in like May we'll be able to go back to the movie theaters. Now it's December. We might not have movie theaters to go back to. That's a sad thing to think about. You as a film critic now have to deal with studios finding new ways that they can blackball you as a critic from being able to see their film because there isn't that community driven 
theater experience of, well, invite all the critics to this one. We're going to show it to people we think will like it anyway. There's so many negatives, the people that work in the theaters, the independent theaters, all these things are affected. But that doesn't mean that those of us that want to stay safe, that weren't going to go to a theater during any of this time, are all of a sudden assholes for being angry that a studio fucked over that whole industry in one fell swoop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think people don't see don't see the, the gray area in that. I was mad at Chris Nolan, as I'm sure we all were, for not giving people a digital um, option to see Tenet because they've decided to release it. If you're going to release it in theaters, you should make it accessible to people who aren't able to go to see it because of the pandemic. That doesn't mean it has to be day one. And that doesn't mean you don't have to like go and not even talk to the studio or the director or anyone who spent three and a half years of their life making the goddamn movie. Yeah. You know? And so, so what I wanted to touch on there was I know that um, the one wonder woman 84 was the first movie they announced before they announced that everything else was going to go. Right. And is there, and again, this is only because I'm, I'm terrified to dig into this because it just gets grosser and grosser every time I read, but that Patty Jenkins and that cast and crew knew, right? It's everybody else that didn't. Is that the understanding? Yeah. It's the, uh, it, it's that all, all of the other uh, directors of the various movies did not know. And that's just like, how can you do that? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, not not for nothing, but I I feel like the video reaction to the last Godzilla movie and people realizing that oh fuck we slept on this we screwed up yeah meant that that Kong one was going to do gangbusters I hope I I would hope so I would I would I, would, I, I mean so. right that's that that's the way that kind of stuff happens right as you get the okay so people were a little lukewarm on the 2014 one even though I really like it but that was more of a people out okay the next one we'll wait for DVD on because the last one was not what the big audiences wanted necessarily but Kong Skull Island was crazy you know yeah. what I mean and and I don't know I just feel like what like how would you have done it differently because I've been parsing around in my head. <laughs> I wouldn't. No, have no, 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 no. What? I would have just waited, right? <laughs> give them one. Like, give give one tentpole movie. Like, do Wonder Woman 84. I think that was a smart decision to do Wonder Woman 84. Probably. Do Wonder Woman 84. They, yeah. What'd you say? I mean, I think they did what, what they had to with that one. But, I mean, give, give, the, give people something. Do you know what I mean? Like, you had to, like if you make people keep waiting, it's like with the Marvel movies, like eventually the floodgates going to have to open and something's going to have to go out there. And you know what we can get into either on this show or next one of the, wow, was Disney ready to give people something? Holy shit. But that's a, that's a completely different story. But you know, Warner brothers, they, they, they gave into the game of chicken and said, wonder woman, 84 digital and, you know, um, theatrical same day. Cool maybe do just that one and maybe do it theatrical with digital a month later just to get butts in the seat, but give people that don't want to get sick, the knowledge that they're going to get it eventually too. But the rest of them just push them back. It's really just, what is it looking like now? If, if this vaccine goes through the vaccine, maybe supposed to be widely available by June. Yeah. So maybe in, maybe by the fall, this is a, safe for the majority of the public to be outside again type of scenario here. I mean, so, the, the reality isn't that it's, it's about whether or not 
things are safe. It's when do people feel safe? Feel and safe. People, that's what I mean. And when are people going to go back into in? And when are people actually going to go back into theaters? And are theaters going to, you know, like uh, blow up or not? What I would have done is shrunk the window on on yeah. a lot of things. I would have just cut the. I I would have. Like for for the next couple like months is like I mean it's fucking December, you know. So like I would have taken the ones, I mean half of the stuff on the list. This this is what is this is what tells you that this is like an AT and T decision and not like a Warner Brothers decision. Is that they said we're taking all of our blockbuster slate, and half of those aren't blockbusters. Like I mean, no. I mean like okay like one. A few of them were dramas, and okay, like like the Conjuring is all right. Like the last Conjuring movie supposedly is all right. It's a horror blockbuster, maybe. Uh, one of them is uh, the Many Saints of Newark, which is the Sopranos prequel. Why? I, I think there's a question mark on that. Of yes, I think that once you like start actually running trailers for that, and you know it hits like whatever point in the trailer, lets people know. Oh shit! This is the Sopranos prequel. I think there's an audience that has like been like underserved for about a decade. That's gonna go. Oh shit! The Sopranos. And it goes. Oh shit! Is that Tony as a kid? Oh shit! That's James Gandolfini's kid. Oh oh, and realizes they've got to see that. Is that an audience that's going to like go out to a theater? Maybe I don't know. I feel like five years ago definitely would have like no but that 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 but, movie that movie's gonna make a killing streaming well that's the thing though is that the, these are is that they're not charging for these this right. is hbo max this is the, right. the idea is to get people to subscribe to hbo max yeah so, fuck so are these are these theatrical movies i think i would have taken the ones anything that looked iffy since all like any any of the ones that were supposed to that I'd already pushed ahead and had already slated, okay, these are gonna like fucking Dune, they're just going to Dune was coming out in October. Yeah, there's no reason to do that. And again, this is me fully accepting the fact that Denny Villeneuve, his movies are not going to freaking be these huge blockbuster films. I love his movies. Yeah, right. So, yeah, this so is, much. Yeah. I'm going to see Dune in a fucking theater. So Do you know so, what I mean? So am I. I look forward to being the only person in the theater watching Dune. Yes, yes. But here's the deal: that movie is not undersold so much by doing that dual release. It actually probably is going to get more eyes on it that way. More people willing to give it a chance. Yeah, no. But, Dune, Dune was very safe to release in theaters because no one was going to see it. But like, I, mean, I, de- I dearly lo- like. I really like the idea of doing a big budget uh, Dune movie. I really like the idea of Denis Villeneuve. Most people don't like either of those things but see that's that's what i do think is great about him though yeah he's somehow convincing studios to let him do these things that we want big budget studios to let people do well well, that you know that really is the unfortunate tragedy of this is that there were a certain number of executives at warner brothers who god bless them despite being business assholes they actually they were business assholes who worked at Warner Brothers because they actually liked movies. So, yeah. so like every third one of these, they would actually look at something and go, 
yeah, we're probably taking a bath on this, but uh, like I honestly, damn, that looks pretty. As (laughs) someone who came, as someone who came to the original Blade Runner really late, which I'm glad I came to it late after the years of discourse and being able to see it and look at it. And like, you know, kind of like with Brazil, I came to Brazil long after Brazil had gone through its, you know, massive cuts and changes and things and finally got, okay, I can watch what the director wanted and then all these other versions and appreciate the art a bit more. I remember sitting there watching Blade Runner 2049 and going, somebody actually let him make this? Like, like I loved it, but like, it is so Blade Runner. And Blade Runner, not that many people like. So it's like, I can't believe that, like, it, it was just amazing to me. Um, but yeah, no, Dune, Dune was going Dune was going to do what Dune was going to do, I think, no matter when and in what format they released it. And so that's not some big, well, I feel bad for the director that his movie isn't coming out the way that he wanted and everything and the actors and all that, but... Yeah, this is just this seems like bad ball to me. It's not it 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 I mean, I think they well, I don't even know how the actual studio feels, but I mean, this is a this this is a corporate this is a corporate decision made by a company that owns a movie studio and doesn't really know how to run one, which is unfortunate. But, but this, it's the funniest thing to me that we can we can have this opinion about this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you you're, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. Like is is the reaction of a lot of people, you know what I mean? When you're like, when you know, there's definitely a contingent of people that have accepted. No, we need to move forward into the future and let everything be streaming, and that's the end of it. Which there's some reality to that. I don't want to go to a theater today in December of 2020. No fucking way. You know what I mean? But those same people are the first to shit on every single goddamn thing Disney puts their mind on when we all accept that that's bad corporate baseball, but it's bad corporate baseball that seem to still be putting money in people's pockets and giving people chances that aren't going in that haven't yet fucked over all of their filmmakers for their streaming service. You know, they seem to be going, yeah, we're still going to put movies in theaters, but we're also going to make 15 TV shows and movies for our streaming service as well. And guess what? We're going to employ all those people you like, too. Well, yeah, it's I mean, I mean, it, it's not I don't want to do like the the. I, I mean, I will. But I the 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 idea that the and it came like one day after another. And you know, if you were looking for a. Why did even AT&T panic about this thing? You know, like right. an answer to that. It came a few days later because of like the Disney investor call where. Oh, people, and again, they're all, it's all bad corporate baseball. I get right, it. Yeah, which, but, where, where people had to know that like some of that was coming. Uh, and I mean, it was impressive. I mean, I, I, you know, because it's work, I sat through like the whole thing, even the parts that nobody cares about. Oh no, don't worry. We're going to record another one of these soon. And yeah. we're going to talk all about right. that. Cause I'm genuinely excited about a lot. No, of there's, a, there's a lot of good stuff on there, but like <laughs> the, the difference between the two of those is one company has a plan and the other company has a goal. Reactions. Well, no, they have a, they have a goal is AT&T wants people to sign up for HBO Max because AT&T wants a big streaming platform because AT&T is in the business of selling bandwidth. 5 yeah. 5G's coming. 
AT&T wants to be the western part of, because there's still going to be competition between China 5G and Western 5G. AT&T wants to be in charge of Western 5G. They want to be able to use the fact that they own a big streaming service that can compete with Netflix Prime, Disney Plus, and other things to drive subscriptions to their specific 5G services. They want to be able to say, sign up for... uh, The cable companies that we own sign up for our cell phone plan, our cable plan, our data plan, our internet service, and we'll throw in this HBO Max streaming service on which you'll get a big pile of content, and that will sweeten the deal for their service. Yeah, of course. That will like that's the reason for this. It's to, to drive subscriptions to HBO Max so that HBO Max gets bigger, so that HBO Max can then drive subscriptions to HBO to AT&T's other businesses because that's what AT&T is in the business of. Disney is in the business of making and building brands and IPs and content because that's what they sell stuff based on they sell products and shirts and when things open again theme parks and cruises and everything else so they need to keep creating or purchasing ips and characters and licenses and worlds and brands and they need to polish them and keep them safe and keep people interested so of course when they launch a streaming service they are going, the first thing they're going to do is load it up with content and then keep that content running. So obviously when they launched that call, they weren't going to say, oh, we're taking everything out of theaters. They were going to say, theater owners, please relax because we don't need the bad PR of everyone in the industry hating us. Black Widow is still going to be in theaters. And, you know, even though it wasn't on anyone's radar, like everyone forgets that this is even coming out because it's not a franchise yet. They made sure to put back up. By by the way, theater owners, uh, Jungle Cruise is coming out, which if, yep, you're a the- yep. which if you're a theater owner, that's an erection coming through your pants because that means, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. The rock in a Disney movie based on a ride. Oh, thank God. Someone is going to come to this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because that's, because that's a thing. Like the, the trailer for that people like, what the fuck is the jungle cruise? It's a ride at Disney world and the rock is in the movie. And to tell you quite frankly, the trailer looks fucking great. It looks good. Like it looks, That's, it, it doesn't, I mean, it, 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 they it looks, definitely, they yeah. doubled down on the fact of remember that other time you thought this wasn't going to work and you loved it. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, it looks like, Hey, Hey, this, this looks kind of like pirates of the Caribbean, but with all of the stuff that I didn't like taken out. And yes. And, and if you're a slightly older person like me, you know, it's like, Hey, do you, do you remember the Brendan Fraser mummy movies? Those were pretty good, right? Well, this this has the That's rock. exactly what it looks like. And, and it's feeding off of the fact that for you and me, you know, we also have the fact, you know, for people of our generation, that The Rock made those two Jumanji movies that we all wanted to suck. 
Yeah, yeah, this is and yeah. they ended up being fine to actually quite entertaining. And so it's like, yes, I want to see The Rock do this more. Yes. Yeah, it's like, you're, you're, it's like, hey, did you like those Jumanji movies? Would you like to see The Rock, but like just The Rock and also he's on a boat? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Rock's you know what? Boat. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. the fact that The Rock is somehow taking on the mantle of, um, you know, you and I, you know, we joked about like who who was the modern day, um, who is the incredible Mr. Limpet? Don Knotts. The modern day Don Knotts, the guy that just showed up and was Don Knotts in a bunch of movies, right? We, you know, we had said uh, how a, t- a night at the museum felt like Ben Stiller was filling the shoes of like the Don Knotts yeah. kind of thing for a bit. Brendan Fraser did that a little bit, but that was more like a Harrison Ford kind of thing. Um, Jack Black was doing that and being yeah. successful sometimes and not being successful other times. The Rock is fully like in full, like, you know, what who like in the 1950s would not be getting winky roles like this, right? He would have been in like these roles, but fully serious. Yeah, no, the, it's just, the, the, the Rock, rock is, is the the Rock is li- he literally seems like like now. Like it's it's it, it's almost like culture has kind of bent itself around the rock in order to encompass as like the central like movie star figure of this era. Because if you look at like what this era demands of a modern actor now, of like what of what Disney would like demand of an actor now, and like re- and like retrofit it there, it seems like the idea of a a multiracial Arnold Schwarzenegger with um, with a 1950s sitcom dad's brain in his head who will do comedy is something Disney would have had to grow in a lab 40 years ago knowing what 2020 was going to need. Exactly. And, so, and somehow there it is. It's like, okay, we basically need the guy from the from the original absent-minded professor but we need him to be the size of Arnold Schwarzenegger but we also need him to be not white but also not any one thing that white people can like project onto that it's the weirdest thing about the rock too because he genuinely seems to be that guy yeah he that's, he, that's he, the like, thing i love about the rock is there's no like you don't feel like he's putting up a front. Like it, it's the same thing, even yeah. though I don't like the guy personally in like what he does in his life. It's the same way I've felt about like this modern modernization of Tom Cruise that Tom Cruise has done. Yeah. Where it's just like you watch him in a movie and you're not seeing Ethan Hunt. I forgot after Mission Impossible Ooh. 2 that his character had a name that wasn't Tom Cruise. You're yeah. going that to be like, look at Tom Cruise try to kill himself and look like he's having a blast doing it. That's why you go to see these movies. And The Rock has that same genuine, he makes you want to love watching silly movies. He does. Because he seems to genuinely love making silly movies. And I, the fact that, you know, and and, and he's been that persona um, since he was in the WWF. You know, it's just that larger than life, but way nicer you know, in like the tongue in cheek, like bad guy or like, you know, not bad, but you know what I mean? That like, yeah, I'm a rough and tumble dude. It's like, no, you're not <laughs> like you look like it, but you're having so much fun right now. No, he's terrific. He's terrific. Yeah. He's, re- he, he's really good at it. And I'm glad, but like, you notice they mentioned that right up front on that call. They said black widow is staying theaters. 
uh, Jungle Cruise is staying in theaters. Eternals is still coming out, which no one's seen a trailer for, so no one really knows what it is still. But because uh, I, I, well, they seem yeah. excited about it because well, they 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 think they have another Guardians on their hands, which I hope they do. Right. I think the main reason they haven't shown anything from that is because I feel like the minute they tell us what it is, it's going to spoil like you know a bunch of other stuff from the movies they can't tell us about yet. Yep. Yep. I, I love that they do that. Like the big I, tentpole that you don't know you want yet is going to have answers to everything you want. Show up. Yeah. So it's <laughs> you know? uh, like a like a bunch of other things. Like when they had like it's sort of like how it like they he just kind of throws in at the end. Oh, by the way, Fantastic Four. I know everybody was waiting, but uh, you know, and we we might like make a giant deal out of that at some point. But uh, we we have to drop this in at the end. By the way, Fantastic Four. You know what I thought was funny is I hadn't watched anything on that yet. So I had only seen the picture. And so when I saw people freaking out about Fantastic Four, I was like, is it the Fantastic Four? Did they just throw that in the middle as a logo for Phase Four to fuck with you? No, 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 I know. I just thought that would have been really hysterical. No, he really did did say it's like, and by the way, and and by the way, I proud to announce that we'll be doing the first family of Marvel. The Fantastic Four is coming. And John Watts of the um, the Spider Man films will be directing, and then that was, it. and then it was like, oh, by the way, next thing. It you was... know what I think is hysterical is that there's still people out there. I don't know if you knew this one that don't believe John Watts is a real person. Like they believe John Watts is just directed by Marvel Studios, like it's just a name, <laughs> like an Alan Smithy kind of a thing. Yeah, and 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 I would have tended to believe that. If if I hadn't known that he did that movie Clown and I've seen pictures of him, right, I still yeah. don't know how that movie gets you that gig. I well, think he's done also, fine because he also did that movie where the kids were in the car. Yes, he yeah, did that movie that where was, the kids were in the car. I because I think the movie was just called Car with that uh, Kevin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's no he he got the job and uh, he so he's got that gig, and I feel like uh, you know I want I want to see where these things are going now. Because they've, because they've, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll talk more about those, but I mean, they did say right up front and I feel like they sort of tipped their hand on what their, like what their double strategy for these looks like for, for like, uh, for these things going forward of like, you know, Warner Brothers so far seems to be, and they've said, you know, well, we're not going to, we're not going to do this for everything going forward. I feel like they're probably going to like put most of their stuff to this day and date thing and then a few choice things will get a window yeah i agree i agree i i mean that which is probably where a lot of things are going but warner brothers is just going there before everyone else yeah i mean i i'm not gonna shy away from the fact that i think this was number one inevitable and i also don't think it's a terrible thing in practice i just think like like we just mentioned with the stuff involving um the president And this whole fiasco is it's just, it's painting the wrong picture. It's telling people that you can give up on this now. Yeah. You know what Um, I mean? And the studios are supposed to be there to help protect that investment in, in how they're, you, yeah, we can all watch movies on our cell phones. I I've done it. You know what I mean? But do I really want to watch every movie that way? And they're basically saying, of course, that's what you want. And you know what the aspect ratio is going to be in a portrait format now? Like, no, I don't want that. Like, and that's what I'm afraid this leads to is it, you know, our movies are all going to be watched over fucking TikTok at some point. And I just don't want to be there yet. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, I think that 
the what looks different about at least especially with uh with Star Wars uh with with those ones when they had you know here's uh, all of the shows we're doing and the shows were okay here is you know we're doing uh I think they said another season of The Mandalorian. I don't know if they confirmed it. I think it's just kind of assumed that The Mandalorian will get another season because it's this giant hit. Yes. Uh, because despite, it, despite, because despite Gina Carano. <sighs> well, you know, it uh, sometimes these things happen. But oh, uh, I... they've got everything everything else on the show is good. I know. You know, uh, but they, so they, they've got that. Uh, we're doing two spinoffs of The Mandalorian. Uh, one that doesn't even need, we don't even need to tell you what it's about. It's uh, uh, Star Wars Rebel Hunters and uh, Star Wars Ashoka. You know, we we did that. That's- the Ashoka. I love that the Ashoka thing comes like right after people right after the entire world gets to learn what every Star Wars geek has been screaming about for years. Wait until they do this character in a movie. Yeah. Oh. And so and now it's and. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Yep. And now, and now it's a show. Lando's a show. The droids are getting their own show. You know, uh, we're we're still doing the spinoff with uh, Diego Luna. We're we're doing uh, all of these shows that are all steeped in lore and mythos and stuff that you know the fans know about. And you're really gonna have to like be you know like really into Star Wars to give a shit about any of this. And as for the next movie. What we're pitching that on is here's a director whose name you know and planes. Yes, and you know what I love about that. So, so which one is that? Because there's a that's couple, pa- right? They have, they well, have no, Patty they, Jenkins. Well, the, the the two that they were willing to say was that Taika Waititi is doing something. We yes, paying, here's a here's a direct. They do, we had director that you like and director that you like, and we are gonna and we are prepared to say that this one has planes in it. Well, and like, for them to call it Rogue Squadron just makes me so happy because yeah. I was the exact perfect age yeah. for that Rogue Squadron game. All those games, they just, oh, I was so happy when I saw that. And to see, I, I'm loving this cross-studio thing that seems to be the antithesis of what, back again, to, to go back like a Robin Williams joke to an earlier point, seems to be the antithesis of this stuff that Snyder and Warner Brothers are trying to play with the auteur thing of, you know, it's that, no, James Gunn got booted out of Disney and he went and did some work with DC for a bit and he's going to make these DC things and you're going to love them. And he's also going to do this Guardians of the Galaxy shit and you're going to love it. And guess what? Patty Jenkins, who literally made the first good DCEU movie, (laughs) you know, is now working with with Disney as well. So there's, this is all... I, I would love to know how that came about, though, because, like, if if you're Warner Brothers, the number one thing you did not want was after all of that stuff with everything else. What, like, the one thing you did not want was for one of your top people, especially one of your top people that's one of your... You know, wow, look, we employ a female director who jumped out on on Disney and Marvel over something who came and like made a huge uh, feminist blockbuster for us. You do you did not want after a week of people just trashing you for dumping all of their movies after you gave her a sweetheart deal to not be mad at you like everyone else was. 
for mm-hmm. her to immediately show up at Disney and say, yeah, I'm back at Disney and we're good and we're doing a Star Wars. Yeah, not only that, but I'm doing a Star Wars, which all of you, you like, like, I remember the discourse to me, Joe, well, why does everything have to be all, you know, you know, feminist and, you know, all this, Patty Jenkins got to make a Wonder Woman movie for, for DC and it didn't have to be all those things. And I'm like, yeah, did you guys yeah. watch that movie? Yeah, they, like, they, like, <laughs> this, that was like, if, if Warner Brothers did not know that was coming, I have to assume that someone did, but like, if you're someone at Warner Brothers and they didn't know that was coming someone would it must have been getting like an angry phone call about like guys what did you do this is when they come out and go no 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 wonder woman 84 that was directed by zack snyder like you know no P- patty jenkins was just there in spirit we got this guys what <laughs> oh man shit yeah it, it's 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 really something so but it's it, it's it's an approach where you can see like a tiered thing where, whereas with the Marvel stuff, it seems like they are just doing a cost benefit analysis of, okay, we can only make so many of these movies. And it's very clear that now every movie is a team up movie. So even if, you know, it's like someone's movie and it's like focused in their genre and their world, it's got other people guesting and everyone has their team of friends. And sometimes their friends came over from other movies or don't have movies of their own. Like Dr. Strange has Scarlet Witch in it. And also probably, or, or, or or Captain America civil war, which I call um, Avengers 2.5. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, so it's got, it's like everything is, which is, you know, it, I know I love it to death. I love it to death, but they're going to like lean into, I mean, they, they've leaned hard into the, you know, in between the Avengers and Guardians, we they sort of like landed on. Hey, you know, you know what people like families. So let's just make every movie that. And uh, oh, like and, Fast and the Furious, right? Yeah, so it works. <laughs> so like, like this, so this, like, like this, it, it's a good dynamic. Just you know, make every you know guy a member of a team, and uh, you know, it gives you a dynamic. It's like, hey, look, people have someone to talk to. That means they can tell jokes, and uh, and that works. So they can do that now. Um, and you need more characters to fill that out. You can't always introduce them in the margins of every movie. So now dozens of peripheral characters will be introduced in multi-part television shows on Disney plus, and they will graduate to the movies because which is like, good. Yeah, it's part, fine. Part, which if, you know, if the shows are good, it's good. And if not, you know, I don't have to, you don't have to watch them all. So who cares? But like they, they already said that. Uh, what is it? That uh, one division has like uh, the 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 young girl from Captain Marvel who's now a grown up, and she'll be in Captain Marvel too. And Miss Marvel will be in Captain Marvel too. And Miss Marvel is a show. And uh, <laughs> no, Miss Marvel's a show. No, Miss Marvel's a show, and she's in Captain Marvel too. And yep. uh, Don Cheadle has a show. Because th- why not? Don Cheadle should have seven shows. Yeah, no, I yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think Don yeah, I think Don Cheadle. It, it seemed like because his character name wasn't in the title of the show, it uh, like kind of people like missed that he was the star of the thing. It's like yeah, Armor Wars. That's uh, that's Don Cheadle's show. We can't call the show War Machine. That's you know we don't want war in the show. So he's uh, call it Rhodey. Yeah, well, I think I think uh, Armor Armor Wars is it's an it's it's a comic name, so they can use the, the no title. exactly yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now, the, now here's he, here's the thing, and um, you know we can leave um leave something to be 
talked about in more detail next of time, course, even yeah. though it is the, t- you know, even though it is the tangent. So who knows yeah. what we're going to talk about next time, but a, a funny, a funny theory that I have. And those um, out there, you know, we're already going to go, Oh, here go the Chipman brothers waxing on this thing again, because we've heard too much. I don't care. I was a superhero movie fan before all of these MCU movies. So Bob Uh and I exist, Bob and I existed in a time where we didn't get these so often because Bob and I are are old and um, you know, we grew up in the world where, you know, we had Superman and then later a couple of X-Men movies and then Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies. I am still over the moon excited that Sam Raimi is making a Marvel movie. Um, I'm excited about the multiverse movie. I think all of this stuff you've been hearing about WandaVision and even, you know, John Watts third Spider-Man movie is really exciting. Will it all end up being too much? Who knows? Will it all be periphery characters? I don't know, but seeing Tobey Maguire on screen again as Spider-Man seeing, um, you know, the, the Spider-Man in the, the multiverse movie just makes me really, really happy. So, Bob, what I'm thinking is, is John Watts being announced as the director of Fantastic Four, some sort of inkling or a wink or a nod that Sam Raimi could finally get to make a fourth Spider-Man movie? I don't know. I don't know. I, it would be it would be interesting. Um I, I hope I, I, I would like it. I don't, uh, it would, it would be fascinating if, if they were going to let Sam, Ra- if, if Sam Raimi was going to come back to do uh, Dr. Strange and then they would say, okay, Sam Raimi, come back and do Spider-Man four. I don't, uh, I don't know. It would be a funny play on play on, um, or poetic justice kind of thing. Cause it's like his third Spider-Man movie was historically made under duress. You know what I mean? And, um, and you know, he's had an issue with coming back and working for this studio and working with studios in general sense, you know, he's been slowly rebuilding those bridges, like rebuilding the bridges with Danny Elfman, you know, and everything else and all that. Wouldn't it be cool if since they're introducing, you know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man back into this universe, however, they're going to do that, whether it's just a funny nod and a quick throwaway scene or whether they go full Spider-Verse with it and know it's like the overarching story of this next phase of Marvel movies, who knows? But um, wouldn't it be funny to have a Spider-Man 4 that was a bit of a, a double, a, a, you know, a double bill, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah, it's both the fourth Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie and the fourth Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Wouldn't that yeah. be a gas? Yeah, Um well, I'm trying to. I'm I'm looking up right now to see what the uh, the schedule is on this because I think yes, the uh, Spider Spider Man three, whatever they're going to call it, is coming out before Doctor Strange. Exactly. Uh, so Spider Man three is the one they've so they've announced that Tom Holland is going to be in the Doctor Strange movie. Have they've they said that, Have they said Tom Holland is in Doctor Strange? Yeah, they've said that. Like that, I guess Doctor Strange. Oh, sorry, the Spider-Man. other way around. Yeah, they Doctor said Doctor Strange is in Spider-Man Three, fulfilling the Tony Stark role from the from the other one. Yeah. So that would lead me to believe that there'd be some some duality between those stories, and they're doing the multiverse thing, and they're doing right. the one thing and all that. Yeah. So wouldn't it be funny if whatever goes down between multiverse and Spider-Man Three? There's a bit of like a world reset, like I, I, uh, a la Endgame or something like that, where we have to establish that these Spider-Men have to like make shit in their 
universe better. And we just go back to, yeah, Raimi shows up and gets to finish his uh, Peter Parker story for a movie. I think that would be a riot. It would be inter- It would be interesting. With the schedule, um, I mean, it goes, right now it's scheduled to go Black Widow, Shang-Chi, which we should have some kind of inkling for very soon because that's this right. July. So Black yep. Widow, Shang-Chi, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, and uh, when is Eternals? So Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, and then Doctor Strange. And then in between that, uh, before Spider-Man is WandaVision, which is next month. See what and, I'm saying? Right. And WandaVision is supposed to go into, I mean, I've had, I mean, I don't know if you've watched it. I had the video up of, you know, for a while um, of, you know, that had like old theories and stuff. And yeah. for, for a while, I was thinking that, uh, you know, of trying to work this out is that they're, I mean, they can't do the actual thing from House of M because you need X-Men for that. And that was the whole thing, but that, you know, that this is that whatever is in WandaVision is, is the cause of whatever the multiverse stuff is. And that that's, you know, spilling out into Spider-Man and that that will spill out into Dr. Strange with Spider-Man hitting first and that being uh, part and that being part of it. I am, I think it'll have to wait for the the title but yeah i mean and hear hear me out on this but i mean who knows what they're doing you know like all of these you know hey this person will be in the movie and whatnot they could be in there for like you know a minute it could exactly be like exactly now that being said uh it's very possible in my from from my way of thinking that Did you ever did, did did you read House of M or were you aware of the premise of it? I was aware of the premise. I I okay. should read it cuz so you like, you've talked about it a lot. Okay, so like the premise very briefly for people, the premise in uh House of M uh the 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 the, the actual series is that after in well in the original in the original comics the 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 villain causing everything to go bad in the Avengers books when the original version of Avengers ended after so many decades, it turned out to be that Scarlet Winch went, went, uh, went batty and because she can break reality with her mind, broke it, but broke it in such a way as to make, uh, remember on um, the scene in uh, Bruce almighty when he uh, ruins the world by saying yes to everyone's prayers. Yep. And like, so, so like everyone wins the lottery, therefore no one wins the lottery. Yep. yep. Yeah. So house of M is the really dark version of that. She creates an alternate reality where everyone gets, uh, their, where everyone gets their wish. Oh. So, so, so everyone's life is supposedly the life that they would have wanted. So in the house of M universe, um, and it leans, you know, towards like her friends and family. So like in the house of M universe, uh, mutants are accepted, which means mutants rule the world because everyone thinks, oh, Hey, mutants, they're great people with powers. Clearly this is the superior species. Therefore they should be in charge. So Magneto is the king of the world and is basically been a house of M hence. 
and uh, and she's a, and so Scarlet Witch is a princess, and the and so mutants are celebrities and whatnot. Uh, this is the universe where Miss Marvel is Captain Marvel for the first time. So when the universe reverses back in, she decides that she's gonna clean her act up and become the actual ca- everyone. And of course, it's because it's Marvel. You know, you think you got what you wanted, but you didn't because monkey's paw. So in this yep. universe. In the House of M universe, Spider-Man is the most famous and beloved mutant superhero in the world, and everyone thinks he's awesome, and Gwen Stacy didn't die, and they're married, and he's got kids, and everyone likes Spider-Man. But of course, Spider-Man's not a mutant. Uh-huh. So if everyone found out that Spider-Man wasn't a mutant, that would be bad for him. Uh-oh. So that's the story in, in Spider-Man House of M. Now, obviously you can't do a mutant storyline for movies, but I think that if there, if you're going to be doing like, you know, fake universes and what's real and what's not, I feel like with what they've been doing with Tom Holland, especially with this uh, storyline where they've already joked around about like, you know, multiverses and ended the last movie on, oh no, everyone knows who I am and, you know, I'm going to be, like, hunted around and, and chased and everyone yeah. I feel like a place to take that that would not be uninteresting, depending how they did it, would be to do the, oh hey, actually, everything worked out great for me, everyone loves me, I'm really famous, I got everything I wanted, I fight bad guys on the regular, Look, these bad guys are played by famous actors you remember from the other movies. This is great. This, oh, shit. This, this is the coolest Spider-Man thing you can remember. Hey, things don't seem to be right, but that's okay. I'm having fun. And uh, actually, people didn't die. And my life is great here, actually. Oh, fuck. And, and then Twilight's on it. And, right. And then at some point throughout, Doctor Strange shows up in and goes, Hey, kid, actually, I have some bad news. And then this is the thing. It's like, yeah, actually, this this whole thing where your where your life is really good, this is actually not real. This is the this this is this is this is the bad place, and uh, and we have to. So the so the find the, our way back. Yeah, the good news is we can get out of the bad place. The bad news is you have to go back to the shit world where you're being hunted. Yeah, the bad yeah the bad the bad news is your life is actually significantly worse in. The uh, those or so we get to do like early Spider Man book version of Spider Man, but have it be um, have it be a facade, right? Yeah, or some uh, because also the uh, you know, another like you know, recently famous bad spider, you know, like like bad Spider Man story, but like you know, interest like Spider Man involving Doctor Strange was you know, the the way that they sort of tried to work their way out of one more day. When when uh-huh. he did the uh, you know erasing the the Spider Man marriage from continuity was having Doctor Strange erase the fact that Spider Man had revealed his uh, his memory from the entire world, uh. and, and that didn't go well. And so if the, if we're already going to have Doctor Strange in his next movie be bouncing around through reality. It might be interesting if one or more characters that he might know of caused something to happen that has made a false reality that he has so far been enjoying living in and now has, well, you know, you could fix this, but it's going to suck. If It's going to suck for you to fix it. Here's that yeah. great responsibility, et cetera, et cetera. And also, some, and also here's some other Spider-Men. 
you know, from other from other multiverses because there are multiverses and things are breaking because you have to, and that's the choice. And I would I would love this, especially if it bleeds yeah. through into the Doctor Strange movie, and in some way I get to see Sam Raimi direct Tobey Maguire as Spider Man again. Yeah, I think that would be cool, and I think it's a great. And also, not for nothing, it does give you know if you since you know you know, we've done like the Spider-Man uh, movie references thing. You do get an automatic title dropping reference to, you know, like the most well-known, you have to go back to a less good version of your life, but it's reality thing. Right. Which, you know, I mean, do I have to say it out loud? Go ahead. No, you do it. No, you do it. No, you do it. No, you do it. No, no, I don't. No, no, because I want to see if you've got, if you've got, you know what it is. I didn't get it, Bob. I you want you to do you it. You, you didn't get it? No. Well, no, what the naming scheme for the Spider-Man movies so far has been home in right? some way or another. Yeah, so I I'm no place like home. Oh, right. <laughs> right, we do the Wizard of Oz thing. Back right. to Raimi again, Bob. Right, who also who also did a Wizard of Oz movie. Yes. So so that's that, good. Yeah, so that could be a thing. Uh, you know, and no. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. I think that's a way to do it. It could, no, I think that'd be great. It could, I think it's that like, that could be like, if I was going to put some money down, I'd say that's one way. Like if they, if like, if, if they run the trailer and it comes like, like, okay, that like, if the title of the movie is Spider-Man, no place like home, I would say that's the, I, I would say that's what they're doing. I would think if that, they make that the third one or the fourth one. If they if the third movie is called Spider Man No Place Like Home, I would say they're doing House of M Spider Man. I would say like that's the that's I would say that seems like that would be like the clue to like that's what it would be like. It's like okay, he's going to be in a fake version of like maybe it's not exactly like that's how they do it, but it'll be okay. All right, they're going to do the or you know for you you know people who are you know maybe know the superhero media stuff from sources outside of uh comics that that Batman the animated series episode uh, uh oh uh, perchance to dream wow the one the one the one with the uh, scarecrow the one when he's in virtual reality yeah so like that so that one like that that but spider-man would would be that would be in that one cuz that was like the the whole uh that was basically all of house of m was just a really long and not as not not exactly as good version as of that episode but that was also how they like that's where they brought uh new hawkeye in that was uh, a right. lot of which we're also getting a show of yes yeah that uh, that was a cool shot because wasn't didn't wasn't the miss marvel girl in the hawkeye show too uh no no that's uh not not as if i mean she could be but uh, i thought it, i saw a picture of them together maybe i'm losing it no, it, I mean it could. No, I think she's. Uh, there's another young actress who is in uh, the Hawkeye show because she has a, a nemesis. But, ah, uh, but uh, she's in uh, a few of those. So yeah, cool. A lot of those. Well, um, it. We haven't done this in a bit, so we went for a while. But um, we did. we'll be back. We'll be back again soon, Bob. Yes. Um, and we can talk about the implications of making Star Lord bisexual. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, and what and, that and, means for Chris Pratt's horrible, crazy church. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Bob, th thank you so much. Yes, um, and, and thank you all for coming along with us on a tangent. And again, thank you all for sticking around and being a fan of me, regardless of if Bob is here. I know that people love this dynamic and they love this show, and I am just happy that you stuck around with me. And we're going to try to do this 
far more often and be a little bit more uh, upbeat and positive because this show helps us. So thank you all so much. Thank you very much.